A reading from the Gospel according to John. There was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the wedding. When the wine ran short, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, how does your concern affect me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servers, Do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for Jewish ceremonial washings, each holding twenty to thirty gallons. Jesus told them, Fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, Draw some out now and take it to the head waiter. So they took it, and when the head waiter tasted the water that had become wine, without knowing where it came from, although the servers who had drawn the water knew, the head waiter called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves good wine first, and then, when people have drunk freely, an inferior one. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this as the beginning of his signs at Cana in Galilee, and so revealed his glory, and his disciples began to believe in him. I think that most writers would say that the most difficult part of writing is the conclusion, right? How you end your story or your play or your poem or whatever it is that you're writing is oftentimes what people will remember the most. And in that as well would be the characters. You know, the last sort of words or the last action or what happens to a character at the very end is oftentimes not only what people will remember, but it's really a, a summary or a, a final statement on this particular character's integrity or reputation. And today in this Gospel from John, we hear Mary's final words in the Gospel. She will appear later in the Gospel, of course, but we don't have any of her recorded words. But we, today we hear her say, Do whatever he tells you. And I believe that these very words, Do whatever he tells you, is in some sense Mary's Gospel. It's Mary's message, not only to the waiters here in this gospel, but it's Mary's message to the entire world. And what do they mean? What, is, what does Our Lady mean when she, when she tells us, do whatever He tells you? Right? Obviously, on one level, she's telling us to listen. Listen to her Son. 
But I believe the, the deeper meaning that Mary wants us to sort of understand is that, yes, we listen to her son. Why? Because he is trustworthy. Because he is faithful. And we might ask ourselves, well, where did Mary get this authority? Or where did Mary get this wisdom? And the answer is, Mary learned this in her own relationship with God. This wisdom that Our Lady is uttering today is the wisdom that is born from her own life of faith, from her own life of, of trusting God. Whether it's Mary's encounter with, with the angel Gabriel at the Annunciation, whether it's Mary having to give birth to Jesus, not only not in her hometown, not even in an inn, but in a manger. Whether it's Mary and Joseph having to escape to Egypt because Herod is seeking to kill their son. Whether it's when Mary encounters the mysterious presence of Simeon and Anna in the presentation. Or when Mary finds Jesus in the temple after losing him for three days. What is Mary doing in all of these events of her life? Mary is listening and pondering very deeply the presence of her son. And in that listening, in that pondering, she is obedient following every movement of God. And so what was her life revealing to her? It was revealing to her ultimately that God is trustworthy, that God is faithful. So let's ask this question. Does your life reveal that to you? Is God trustworthy? Has God been faithful in your life? Has God ever abandoned you? You know, there is a tremendous difference between feeling or thinking or even perceiving that God has abandoned me, than actually being abandoned. A tremendous difference. Feeling abandoned by God is, is a relatively common experience. But after we, could, we, after we work through those feelings and sort of look back on this situation, we oftentimes realize that God never abandoned me. That in fact God was actually very close to me during this time of difficulty, holding me, sustaining me, drawing forth faith 
hope and love. When I was in college, I be, is really when I began discerning. And probably when, by the time I was a sophomore, I knew God was calling me to be the friars. I just, it was just burning within my heart. I wanted so desperately, I wanted to drop out of college and just join the friars, but obviously I, I couldn't do that. And by the time I got to my senior year, I had already been accepted, but there was a, there was this stumbling block that was kind of in my way. And it was this reality of, of college loans, right? The friars didn't pay off the loans of those who were hoping to join. And so I had about $10,000 in, in student loans, which really compared to some people is not that difficult, but I saw no possible way of being able to make $10,000 in a few months so that I could join the friars after graduation. And during this whole time, I was very good friends with my, my uh, pastor from, from back home, uh, a wonderful diocesan priest. And he had known about, he, he pretty much walked with me through my whole journey. And he knew this about this stumbling block of, of these loans. And I'll never forget it, one night, it was about three weeks before I was about to graduate from college. I was sitting in my room, and my pastor from back home calls me. And he asked me, he says, how much money do you owe on your college loans? And I said to him, um, about, I think about $10,000. And he paused and he said, okay, I'm writing you a check right now for $10,000 so that you can join the friars. And I nearly fainted, <laughs> nearly had a heart attack. And what had happened was my pastor's uncle is a professional golfer and he won his uncle won some some major tournament and he had donated a certain amount of money to my pastor for just the needs of the church and my pastor decided to take some of that money to pay off my loans so I could join the friars well needless to say I was greatly filled with joy and peace. And if I needed any more signs that God was calling me to join the friars, this was the, the pinnacle of all, of all signs. And, you know, obviously that's a very uh, dramatic story, right? But it shows to me at least one very clear moment in how God is faithful, how God is trustworthy. He was inviting me to religious life. And just in my own perception, in what I saw, there was this huge stumbling block. There was this huge wall. How was I going to get over this wall? There was no human way. Well, when God wants something, it happens, right? And so what God revealed to me about my own vocation, He's the one who fulfilled it in His own way, and in his own time. And all of us, I know, have stories, maybe not as dramatic, obviously, as that, 
But we all have stories of God's fidelity, of God's trust. And so our own life reveals to us today the truth of Mary's words. Right? Very rarely will we be able to understand or perceive God's work in us. Very rarely. This is why Paul says we walk by faith and not by sight. But we can trust that no matter what we might understand or don't understand, what we perceive or what we don't perceive, that God is at work in us. This is what Our Lady is reminding us today of the Gospel. And this is what our own lives tell us as well. Thank <laughs> you.